Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. How is the Lime Bike Sharing Program going? By Joanna K. Zavallis. 34 bright green Lime bikes are now available for anyone in Belmont to use by downloading the Lime app. Belmont officially became the ninth Boston area community to join the Lime Network with the official launch of its dockless bike share program on July 26th. Part of a 15 community project led by the Metropolitan Area Planning Council. According to Spencer Gober, staff planner of Belmont's Community Development Planning Division, as of August 5th, there have been a total of 440 rides taken, 286 of which uh, have been since the launch on July the 20th. Belmont is averaging 17 rides per day since the launch, he said. On average, ridership tends to be highest on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, with each day averaging 24 and 27 rides respectively, he said. Since the start of the month, we are averaging fewer than 17 bikes in town per day. I am working with Lyme to ensure that the number of bikes in Belmont is within the range that we approve, said Gober. Gober said that there are rules put forth in the statement of work agreement between the town and Lyme. Bikes shall be parked in the part of the sidewalk adjacent to the roadway curb so long as compliance with Americans with Disabilities Act is maintained. At a public bike rack or other locations expressly permitted by the municipality that is consistent with the local laws and regulations. Bicycles must not be parked immediately adjacent to or within loading zones, accessible parking zones or other facilities designated for handicapped accessibility. Fire hydrants, curb ramps, entryways, driveways, and parklets. Use of public sidewalks by Lyme must not adversely affect the streets or sidewalks, not inhibit pedestrian movement, or create conditions which are a threat to public safety and security. Bicycles parked in one location for more than seven consecutive days without moving may be removed by the municipality at Lyme's expense. Any bicycle that is parked incorrectly shall be reparked or removed by Lyme within three hours if notified between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. on weekdays, not including holidays, and at all other times within 12 hours of receiving notice. In an inoperable bike or any bicycle that is not safe to operate shall be removed from the public right-of-way by Lyme and made unavailable to the public within 24 hours of notice. Gober said Lyme is responsible for educating riders on how to properly park the bicycles and for managing the fleet. 
Town approval to increase the fleet in the future is contingent upon Lyme's ability to manage the current fleet, he said. Gober strongly encouraged residents to contact Lyme directly anytime they observe a bicycle being improperly parked. They are contractually obligated to address the issue, he said. And now over to my colleague, Thomas. Thank you, Bob. West Nile virus confirmed in mosquitoes from Belmont. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health announced that West Nile virus has been detected in mosquitoes collected from Belmont. Accordingly, the Department of Public Health has raised the risk of West Nile virus infection from low to moderate in Belmont and surrounding communities in the greater Boston area. West Nile virus is most commonly transmitted to humans by the bite of an infected mosquito. The mosquitoes that carry this virus are common throughout the state and are found in urban as well as more rural areas. While West Nile virus can infect people of all ages, people over the age of 50 are at higher risk for severe infection. By taking a few basic precautions, people can help to protect themselves and their loved ones. Be aware of peak mosquito hours. The hours from dusk to dawn are peak biting times for many mosquitoes. Consider rescheduling outdoor activities that occur during evening or early morning. If you are outdoors at any time and notice mosquitoes around you, take steps to avoid being bitten by moving indoors, covering up, and or wearing repellent. Clothing can help reduce mosquito bites. Although it may be difficult to do when it's hot, wearing long sleeves, long pants, and socks when outdoors will help keep mosquitoes away from your skin. Apply insect repellent when you go outdoors. Use a repellent with DEET, permethrin, picaridin, or oil of lemon eucalyptus according to the instructions on the product label. Note that DEET products should not be used on infants under two months of age and should be used in concentrations of 30% or less on older children. Oil of lemon eucalyptus should not be used on children under three years of age. Permethrin products are intended for use on items such as clothing, shoes, bed nets, and camping gear and should not be applied to the skin. Drain standing water. Many mosquitoes lay their eggs in standing water. Limit the number of places around your home for mosquitoes to breed either by draining or getting rid of items that hold water. Check rain gutters and drains. Empty unused flower pots and wading pools and change water and bird baths frequently. Install or repair screens. Some mosquitoes like to come indoors. Keep them outside by having tightly fitting screens on all of your windows and doors. Information about West Nile virus and reports of current and historical West Nile virus activity in Massachusetts can be found on the Mass Department of Public Health website at www.mass.gov forward slash dph forward slash mosquito. And now over to Max. Thanks, Thomas. Firefighters train on a house prior to its, de- its demolition by Joanna Cates of Ellis. On a perfect sunny summer day on July 11th, several Belmont firefighters had the opportunity to practice ventilating the roof of an actual home, work with a ladder truck by, quote, throwing the stick, unquote, raising, which is raising the ladder to an actual roof line. The Belmont house was scheduled to be demolished on July 12th for a new home to be built in its place. 
Rarely do we get to pull up to a house and throw the stick to an actual roof, said Belmont firefighter and paramedic Mike Dayton, who's been with Belmont Fire for seven years and recently become cleared as a ladder driver. Lieutenant Brian Corsino said it's a rare opportunity for Belmont firefighters to get a real-life, hands-on opportunity to practice with equipment not under fire conditions. They were able to simulate throwing the ladder to the roof and making a vent hole to vent superheated gases and smoke and allow crews inside a less dangerous atmosphere. During their hands-on training, Belmont firefighters practiced taking a roof ladder off a truck and placing it on the roof of the home. They also practiced cutting 4 by 4 foot holes with different saws into the roof and breaking the hole for a ventilation exercise. Andy Butler, firefighter paramedic, said the training was invaluable to him. It gives us a live-action sense of what we can be doing. Obviously, when we're doing it in real life, it's a much more urgent situation with flames and fire, and it's more frantic in nature. But a day like today gives us the opportunity to do it without those extra variables. This allows us to revert to our training and remember what it's like to come back to these scenarios and cut and be able to vent a roof like we're supposed to, he said. The owner of the Belmont House, Maria Olangunju, said during the planning process of redeveloping her home, a contractor mentioned that if they chose to demolish the house, to consider engaging with the local fire department to offer their home for training prior to demolition. Quote, months later, when we're in the process of getting permits, we were required to get approval on our building plans from the fire department. During this time, I mentioned that we would be willing to offer our home to the fire department for training purposes prior to demolition, and we were able to set up a time shortly after that, she said in an email to the Citizen Herald. Belmont Fire Chief David Fritzwell said that opportunities like this may only come along three or four times a year, depending on how many demolitions are going on. They usually receive short notice and have a limited window of opportunity. If we can fit the opportunity in our schedule around other previously scheduled training, we seize the opportunity, said Frizzell. He said the benefit of training on an actual home cannot be duplicated at a fire academy or with, fi- with training props. When it comes to a real-life situation, the conditions are actually going to be a lot worse than this. Most of the times, it's not going to be a bright, sunny day like this. It'll be nighttime, 3 o'clock in the morning, or winter when the roof is going to be icy, said Dayton. Practicing in these good conditions allows us to see the kind of hazards we are going to face that will be worse in inclement weather. Over to you, Bob. Thanks, Max. All trash recycling and bulky items are now limited. All residents should have received their carts. If you do not have a set of carts, that's black trash and blue recycling, please call the Department of Public Works at 617-993-2680. In order for trash and recycling to be picked up by waste management, it must be placed in official carts with the lids closed. Cots must be out before 7 a.m. on your scheduled pickup day. Waste management picks up between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. If you have excess trash, it needs to be placed in an official overflow bag. These bags are sold at Star Market, Hillside True Value, and the Public Works Office. There are five 32-gallon bags to a sleeve, and the sleeve costs $15, cash or check.
If you have excess recycling, experience three recycling pickups before calling Public Works. All cardboard boxes must be flattened neatly. Return deposit bottles and cans and only put items with a, picture, with a pictured on the lid in the recycling cart. If you have questions on whether something can go in the recycling cart, please call the recycling coordinator at 617-993-2689. On Saturday, September 29, from 9 a.m. to noon at the Town Yard, 37C Street, Belmont, there will be a drop-off for oversized cardboard and old barrels and recycling bins that can't be reused. Cardboard must be flattened at home and kept dry for September 29. Cardboard that is not properly prepared will not be collected. Barrels smaller than 32 gallon can be reused as a container for yard waste. Stickers for these barrels are available at the Public Works Office. Winter's Hardware and Hillside True Value. Recycling bins can be reused as storage or as a container to bring your recyclables from the house to the curb outside, to the cot outside. Every household is now allowed one bulk item per week. Bulk items need to be called in to the waste management at 800-972-4545 the day before your scheduled trash pickup uh, before 1 p.m. Residents that are moving have to plan in advance. If you have lots of trash and bulky items, please get rid of them privately. Excessive trash will not be picked up at the curb. And now over to Thomas. Thank you, Bob. Salvaging Materials Before Demolition by Joanna Kate Savellis. Somerville resident Amy Bauman says she has always been one who prefers to reuse rather than waste. Quote, Reuse started for me when I was a kid growing up in Ohio. I don't think I ever let go of it, even when I worked in the investment industry for decades, she said. When she was doing her own home renovation, she began to see building materials as assets, which is what led her to start her own nonprofit organization, Green Goat, in 2001. I saw the waste as the inefficiency of a shortened life cycle, paired with bad environmental effects. It bothered me enough that I started thinking about a startup, and this became Green Goat, she said. Green Goat is a building reuse charity that recovers unwanted building materials and sells them to developers. Quote, we offer a common sense alternative to the dumpster without slowing down the project. We typically take on entire houses rather than single items, said Bauman. The proceeds from the salvaged materials get plowed right back into the industry. We sponsor educational products, projects, do pro bono work when needed, and we also help nonprofits scout for free or very inexpensive materials for their innovations, said Bauman. Bauman said she initially planned to do large-scale recycling for commercial and institutional building projects. Quote, we still do that, but the power of reuse is a much better deal environmentally. Reuse in a commercial setting hasn't caught on yet, we're trying, but residential customers see this correctly as a great way to save the environment and get a potential tax break. Our donors give us a fundraiser with every bundle of flooring, she said. 
Bauman recently salvaged materials from a home in Belmont, which was demolished on July 12th. Doors, windows, a waiting pool, cedar potting tables from a greenhouse, and much more. Homeowner Maria Olagunju said friends who redevelop homes in Cambridge told her about the great benefit Greencoat could offer to any remodel or redevelopment effort. Quote, we have a tremendous responsibility to ensure our planet remains safe and clean for future generations, and our family believes that there are many small decisions you make along the way that contribute to this end. Working with Green Goat on this project was one of those small decisions that we feel will have a large impact on the health of our planet, said Olongunju in an email to the Citizen Herald. Homeowners who call Green Goat benefit in two ways. Quote, it's a common-sense way for homeowners worried about waste to feel better about their renovation. Along the way, they may also get a tax deduction, which is a nice boost, said Bauman. Bauman continues, We're the only company who takes a comprehensive list of materials, including used carpet. Most salvage companies are more interested in high-end appliances, she said. One of their recent industry projects was to help one of the design teams use sustainable materials in the design for their pavilion at Hub Week last October. It took months of planning, and at the end of the festival, they guided the materials into reuse. Bauman hopes to take on Trash Island, a huge floating garbage patch in the Pacific. There are other trash islands, but the one in the Pacific is about the size of France. There has got to be a way to deal with the mess out there and hopefully stop waste material at its source, which would be rivers. We're doing research right now on how to clean the plastic and upcycle it, she said. And now back to Max. Thank you, Thomas. Local veterans participate in Honor Flight New England. On June 17th, Belmont resident and U.S. Navy World War II veteran Robert D. Young traveled to Washington, D.C. with a group of 62 area veterans, courtesy of Honor Flight New England. Also in attendance and providing assistance and support before the fellow veterans shipped out was Belmont Vietnam era veteran Joe White. The day began at 5.30 a.m. at the state police barracks at Logan Airports, where World War II and Korean War veterans began gathering in preparation for the full day of travel to the nation's capital. As the veterans assembled at the rally point, family members and loved ones came together to assist them as they prepared to load onto buses which transported them to Terminal A at Southwest Airlines at approximately 7 a.m. Three buses filled with veterans and their escorts from Honor Flight New England arrived at the terminal to be greeted by large crowds of Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, bikers, family members, loved ones, and airline travelers all wearing, waving American flags and cheering them on. As the veteran service officer for the town of Belmont, I can honestly say this was a very special occasion and quite emotional for me as well to witness this event firsthand. It was quite an experience to share the moment with Mrs. Joan Young as she very proudly saw her husband Bob join with all the other veterans off on their journey to Washington, D.C. to see the World War II and Korean War memorials at our nation's capital, said Robert Upton, Belmont's Veterans Services Officer. After a long day of traveling and enjoying the company of fellow Navy veterans and many others from all the other military branches, Young returned home to Boston at Logan Airport at about midnight. It was quite the sight to see Mr. and Mrs. Bob Young reunited after such a long day apart, 
It was probably the first time that they had been separated for such a long period, and as you could see and feel the relief and the sheer happiness on their faces when they greeted each other as Bob got off the bus upon his return, said Upton. Over to you, Bob. Thanks, Max. Beacon Hill Roll Call. Baker signs a $2 hike in car rental tax to fund police training. House Bill 4516. Governor Charlie Baker signed into law a bill imposing a $2 tax on car rentals to fund municipal police training to the tune of $10 million annually. Providing the brave men and women who protect and serve our Commonwealth every day with the necessary tools to do their jobs and stay safe is a priority for our administration, said Baker. In the wake of recent tragedies in Weymouth and Yarmouth, uh, the passage of the bill represents an important opportunity to improve police training and recruitment at the local level and to do more to keep law enforcement and our communities safe. I completely support our police and their need for ongoing training, said Representative Mark Lombardo, Republican from Bellarica. I oppose a new tax to fund this while we have a $1.2 billion budget surplus. We should have funded this within the budget with existing revenues. Firefighters and cancer. That's House Bill 2525. Governor Charlie Baker signed into law legislation that allows firefighters temporarily incapacitated from work due to certain forms of cancer to leave with full pay while they deal with this serious illness. The measure requires that certain cancers sustain, sustained by firefighters be presumed a disabling condition sustained in the line of duty, unless it can be proven that the cancer originates from, other, from another source. Under current law, firefighters are not covered under the leave with pay statute and must use all their banked leave time to be treated for presumptive conditions. And now over to Thomas. Thank you, Bob. Council on Aging celebrates New Van by Joanna K. Savellis. A ribbon-cutting ceremony was held on July 23rd to celebrate the new Council on Aging van. The van replaces the former Medivan, which reached 110,000 miles. The COA used funds from Massachusetts Department of Transportation grant and $11,000 of capital budget funds approved by town meeting in 2017 to pay for the $52,000 van. The van will be used to take seniors on medical and non-medical destinations and is wheelchair accessible. And now back to Max. Thanks, Thomas. Dog Waste Found Inside Porta Potties by Joanna Kate Savellis. Public Works Director Jay Marcotte said, said he is pleased with how the new carry-in, carry-out policy for Belmont's parks is helping eliminate the amount of litter. However, he said that since the policy was put in place in the spring, people have been putting their plastic bags with dog waste inside the porta-potties rather than carrying the waste out of the park. This became a very big problem during the soccer and baseball seasons requiring the porta-potties to be locked, said Marcotte. Coaches had the keys. Most of the porta-potties are gone now that the season for those sports is over. However, there are porta-potties in place for tennis at Winbrook, and they will remain locked to prevent this dog waste problem. 
Assistant DPW Director Mike Santoro said the plastic clogs up the machinery the porta potty companies use to pump out the toilets. Putting a plastic bag in there is like putting it in a regular toilet, and those bags are not meant to be flushed down regular toilets, he said. Marcotte said he will be working with the town's health department to revamp the off-leash program. He believes out-of-town people who participate in the off-leash program may be responsible for this problem and need to be educated about the rules. And back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Thomas and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.